We're back again on Thinking About It with our special guest, Tanya Verberg from Ray of Hope. Tanya is the CEO of this amazing organization that we're going to talk about today. And uh, Dave Barker, you're related to this too somehow, aren't you? Yeah, I'm, I'm on the board of directors. I am. And I've been on this now for about a year and a half. And, but I've had a long history with, with Ray of Hope. I've probably been part of their chaplaincy ministry for over 10 years now. Uh, working with originally Scott Brush, and then oh, uh, yeah. and then more recently with John Murray, so I it's been part of my in part of my world for a number of years now. But uh, life slowed down a little bit for me at the school, and opportunity came along to join the board, and I'm I'm part of that, and it's quite an interesting journey. It's really fun. <laughs> okay, we're going to assume that most of our listeners have access to a ministry like Ray of Hope. Mm-hmm. So the things that we're saying here about your ministry in particular, they might find applicable uh, in their area. Yep. So, so Tanya, what do you guys do? What What's going on there? Um, how can uh, members of churches get involved and why, what would they expect if they do get involved? What are the spiritual benefits Mm -hmm. to partnering with Ray of Hope Ministry? (coughs) So um, there's many ways people can get involved um, at Ray of Hope Hope, or a like-minded organization. Um, One of the best ways is to volunteer. Um, At Ray of Hope, we feed up to 300 people every day. 365 days a year. So um, our breakfasts and lunches are made by staff, but our suppers are all made by volunteer meal teams. So we have teams from churches, businesses, families, um, you know, all sorts of, of different people come in, bring the groceries, make a meal, and serve it to uh, people that are coming to Ray of Hope. So your people say, this is what you can bring, this is the quantity bring it and you prepare it in your kitchen. Is that how it works? Yes. So we have a commercial kitchen. So because of uh, health guidelines, um, we have an inspected commercial kitchen. So we can give you suggestions or people come up with their own recipes and suggestions. But we're always there to help with people if it's a first time to say, well, you know, you're going to feed about this many people. So you know, if you're making uh, taco salad, for example, this is maybe how much quantity you should have. Okay, I seem to remember one of our life groups went there. My daughter's in the life group, and they, they, I came along, and all I did was serve. I didn't make anything. Is that, were they just giving me an easy go? or <laughs> They might that, have been. <laughs> I enjoyed it, but someone had to make the food. Yeah, so most of the meal teams have sort of two teams that come. So an earlier team comes and makes the food, and then a second shift sort of comes in and serves the food. So it all depends on how many people want to be involved and um, what people's gifts and skills are. So Now, the, when I did it, it was during COVID. Right. Um, and I kind of wanted to do more than that. It was just, there was this glass, you kind of slip it through there and there was no interaction. Um, Do you encourage more interaction now? It's post COVID. If someone comes down there to serve, can they at least introduce themselves, have a little chin wag with, with the, uh, the guests? Absolutely. So um, the, the downstairs or the community center where the, the meals are served, it's set up like a cafeteria. So the glass is gone. The barriers are gone. Um, there's still barriers over the food, of course. But, yeah, so there's a lot more interaction now. And if you want to have lots of interaction, volunteer at the coffee station. It's the number one place for interaction. 
because people come in for cups and cups and cups of coffee. Just hang out there? Hang out. We're open 9 to 9 yeah. every day, except on the weekends. So people come to, you know, yeah. be warm or get I cool get in the summer, yeah. have some coffee, have some fellowship. If they are able to um, participate in programming, come for a haircut. We have showers. What? Haircuts? Yes, haircuts, showers, laundry, uh, foot care. For people who are particularly living rough, your feet are your most important um, part of your body to so, take care of. So how do you, okay, someone, what, what kind of person are you looking for to do feet? Like, like professional? We do have professional estheticians. We have people that just come in and, and like will give someone a foot massage. Um, we have uh, people. doesn't get any more Christ-like than that, does it? <laughs> Wash me, your yes. feet. Exactly. <laughs> me. I'm hearing John 13. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, all sorts of people have so people have different talents and gifts. We have an amazing volunteer uh, management um, team. And if you have a, a want to give and to come in, they will find a place for you. So like at my church, if I want to, visit talk with people we have a potluck i'll always hang out where the food is yep i just stay there people think it's because i'm eating all the food <laughs> and i do nibble quite a bit but that's where they are Absolutely. and i love just chatting in that context so at rave hope that's where the coffee urn is that's where you'd have those conversations yep. yeah or or you know what grab a plate and eat alongside someone. They love it. Um, people who come in to um, have a meal, I'll often go down at lunchtime, sit down and have a meal with, with people and, and just fellowship okay, with I others. I have thought of that. Uh, are you? I'm hearing you right. I can just go down there as a local believer, have some food, sit down with these guys and, and ladies, and just kind of mingle. That's, are you okay with that? Why not? I mean, I'll pay for it. I'm well, just we don't, yeah. Th you know what? The important part is that um, we, we want to make people feel welcome. We want them to feel safe. And we want them to know that they're part, everybody is part of our community. So um, when we sit down with each other, and especially breaking bread, it is a non-intrusive mm -hmm. way to chat with people. Right. Awesome. How else can people <laughs> get involved? I mean, you got the foot care. You got foot care. You can, you know, haircuts. Haircuts. Haircuts are key. Wow. The, the person who does haircuts is busy all the time um, when they can come in and volunteer. Uh, meal teams I mentioned, you can come in and be prayer partners. You can volunteer in chapel. You can volunteer in um, our youth program. Uh, you can do sports with people. You can uh, help fix bicycles. You <coughs> can help people change their winter tires. You know, you have a skill. We'll find a place. Winter tires? Yeah. I don't often think of your guests as having cars, but I guess... Yes, so um, we have a wide variety of guests that come um, to uh, our community centre. Not everyone who comes is... Um, 
uh, a person experiencing homelessness. Lots of people come um, because right now everything is so expensive, so they can pay rent, but maybe they can't pay for food. Uh, maybe they can't afford to put their winter tires on their car. Maybe they can't afford to fix their, their child's bike. Um, you know, those are just kind of off the top of my head. But we have a marketplace program, so it's like a food bank program, where we give people, families, uh, points, and they shop for their own food in our marketplace. So we are not um, giving them food. We're not giving them a box of food that maybe they don't like or they don't um, mm. choose. They're shopping for what they want. And it's a great way to give people back their dignity. How do you stock your shelves? Um, so we are in partnership with the local food bank and by donations. And right now, everywhere across the province, across the country, food donations are down because things are so expensive. So people that before would go into do their groceries and say, oh, I'm getting a, um, a jar of peanut butter, for example, they would throw an extra one in and donate it to our to the food bank or, or wherever. But now people can't afford to do that. And there's a big need. And most of the people that donate food or tangible items are people who, like a lot of us, are living paycheck to paycheck and understand that there <coughs> could be one incident, one paycheck, one too many parking tickets away from having to access services themselves. Mm -hmm. And but now people aren't able to give as much. So we're, you know, it's 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 tough times actually. What about um lifestyle skills helping yep. um, unemployed people get into the workforce. Are you helping with that at all? Or we do. So we have a really uh, broad range of people, like I mentioned before, that come to the community center. So someone who is, um, you know, living rough, as we say, actually living on the streets, it's not helpful to do employment skills with them because all they're worried about is where they're going to sleep and where they're going to mm -hmm. eat. But for people who are maybe um, living in poverty or precariously housed or, or have a place to, to live but, but are looking for community and just need some extra support, those are the people that we do those types of life skills and employment skills with. Um, we actually have an employment program. It's for youth, but we use those skills as well and those teaching in our community center as well. So, you know, it, it all depends at where people are at in their lives. And at Ray of Hope, we because we have a variety of programs, we are meeting people at different intersections of their lives. And we want people to know that, you know, no matter where you're at, we're here. And um, we'll support you with what you need. Okay, I, you've got uh, a couple of buildings. I, I just it's yep. it's hard for me to know <laughs> where it ends and where it stops. Sure, but a lot of square footage. We do down there. Yes, so um, the community center, which we <coughs> talked the most about, and which people probably are the most familiar with, six fifty nine King Street. Our administration office is upstairs. There's a small building off to the side where we do our employment program. Um, we have our youth support services, which is on in a different building. Um, that's a live-in treatment program for youth who are experiencing issues with addictions. And then our custody program is out on New Dundee Road. What's a custody program? So we have a youth custody program. So it's secure custody. So it's for youth who are sentenced for serious crimes. So a, a crime that an adult would, would receive 10 years or more sentencing, those are the youth that are coming into our custody program. So we have a 20-bed facility. Um, for youth um, who need to be in custody. 
So they're in custody, in your custody. They're in our custody, yes. I mean, we don't call them juvenile detention centers anymore, but that's the old phrase for, for to give people context. So it's called youth, youth custody program. So they are in our custody for a court-mandated sentence for a crime that they have committed. Okay, but it's not jail. You, it is jail. Okay, all right, so they can't get out. No, they're, they cannot get out. It so doesn't look like a jail, okay. but they it, they are locked in. So so you got to care for them. You you want to twenty four seven with them. We work with them. Counsel them. They ha- we have on site schools for them. Uh, we just had our first um, uh, male graduate from college. Awesome. In our program, they do life skills. They have a trades program out there. They have a fully functioning um, shop out there. There's a full gym out there. Um, three school, three classrooms. Where it, is this? New Dundee Road, right across from Meadow Acres uh, Garden Center. Man. But there is a chain link fence mm-hmm. with barbed wire that goes all around the perimeter of the property. It is custody. So this, you're getting, are you getting government funding for that? Yes. So we don't fundraise for that program. It's completely government funded. Um, We don't have a choice of the youth that are coming. They're mandated to come to that program. So that's Ministry of Community um, Child and Social Services. We also get funding from Ministry of Health for our addiction program. Um, And uh, we get some uh, Service Canada grant funding for our employment program. But our community centre program is almost 100% donor funded. We don't receive, we receive a little bit of money from the region, but the rest is all donor funded. How many um, employees mm-hmm. do, do you have and how many volunteers? If that, is that number available? Yeah, sure. So we have, right now we probably have about 140 employees and we have up to 2,000 volunteers. Did you know that, Dave? I could have come up with 140. I didn't know about the 2,000. Now that includes all the meal teams, but they are volunteers. So Okay, now you, the reason you're not a teacher is because you didn't have patience. Yes. Seems to me like you need patience to do this <laughs> job. I didn't have patience to teach little children. Okay. I have patience in a different way. So I actually teach at Conestoga College. I am a teacher, but just for adults. Well, so. you sounds like you need a lot of patience and a lot of, a lot of grace. And, and gifts. a lot of prayer. Because you're, you're managing a business. It is but a you're also it's a ministry. Yes. Uh, you've got to have human resources skills. and. Mm-hmm. I have an amazing, amazing <clears throat> team. You know, um, I get the glory, or not so many people, but maybe see that of being the face of the, of the agency. But I have an amazing team that I could never do what I do without, without my team. So mm-hmm. we have a director of human resources. I have a CFO who keeps, keeps me in line when I'm like, awesome. oh, I want to do this. She's like, mm, you know, yeah. what? look at the budget. Everybody needs that Everybody person. needs that yeah. person. And right down to our frontline staff. And I don't mean down in a negative way because the frontline staff are the heart and soul besides the people that we support of the organization. They're the people on the ground every day. Got just a few seconds yeah. left in our podcast. <laughs> would a would a youth group, let's say basketball team, you know, church basketball team, are there opportunities to um, interact with guests or even with the incarcerated kids? Is is that so? Um, the youth in custody is is we can't have anyone under the age of eighteen um, volunteering there. So that would depend. Um, now, for some of the other programs, yeah, a youth um, could volunteer in a meal team, um, those kinds of things. Again, it's, okay. you know, talk to the volunteer manager. And awesome. Are you hiring? 
we're yes we we're are always probably hiring we're right? always hiring because we, we're a great training ground for people you know working yeah. in the on the front line and then people get the skills and they okay. can move on so always hiring all right but well we're gonna have to move on now because hey, no we are out of time <laughs> uh tanya it's been great chatting with you thank and, you so much uh, i would encourage our listeners just to think about how they can uh, pray for and uh, yep. engage in these kinds of ministries here in kitchener or wherever you are uh, dave you got anything to say now that we have no time left. <laughs> yeah. No, this has been fantastic, and it's wonderful to have Tanya here to, to talk to us in this way. Fantastic. Okay, so thanks for listening and thinking about it with us. Until next time, uh, with Dave Barker, I'm Bob McGregor. We'll see you next week. Thanks for thinking. That's cool.